Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Is it Mato? Is it Mato? Wait, now how do I say it? I said it wrong. It's Stephanie Mato, but you can call me Fart in a Jar Girl. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't think you, you you know, look, you're busy and you've been on major podcasts. I am honored that you are here today, but I have been trying to get you on, girl, for years. I've been sliding in your DMs and I know you're, I know you're super busy. I think I even reached out to the TLC rep and asked about you and I said, is she available? This is when you were like popping off farts in a jar. And I don't Mm. know, was the network excited for you or not? I'm not sure if they were happy or not about that. I was kind of worried that they wouldn't be because it's obviously so sexually fueled, (laughs) but they actually were so happy about it because it brought, I think, you know, a new audience in and I, I feel like, you know, it surpassed the level of fame that, that 90 day fiance brought, not that it was like, you know, any better certainly was not. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, do you want to be famous for being on 90 Day Fiance or do you want to be famous for selling your farts in a jar? It's like both, comparing both, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> they're both kind of shitty. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you say that because I have a great working relationship with TLC and I do seem to think that they what I enjoy about them is they seem to celebrate the eclectic. So they it's yeah. like they don't care if you're on Cameo. They don't care if you're selling your farts in the jar. I just I think that's great. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And it's good because, you know, we need to create a source of income for ourselves. We need to make something out of, you know, the show in a way. So it's good that they allow us. I think that they've also become a lot more open minded in recent years, whereas certain cast members back in the day, if they had like a spicy page or were doing certain things, it was very much so looked down upon. I think now they're just like, all right, you know what? These people need to eat. (laughs) You're all on OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to get to your farts in, in a jar story, which made you like legendary and famous, although that's not the only thing, you know, you've sold. But, um, Let's talk about, I want to kind of start a little bit at the beginning for people who don't know you because you really are a genius um, marketer and people need to take note. If they're ever on social media, they need to follow your path because I, do you think that you're the richest um, former TLC 90 Day Fiance person out there? I think I would be if I wasn't so stupid with my money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, 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 I take too many vacations and I like shopping too much. And sometimes I'm like, damn, I should have just like invested more in Bitcoin or like bought more land, you know, but I'm, I'm 33. I'm a millennial. I just like nice shit. So I think that's, you know, that's the big downfall of me. I think there's a lot of other successful 90 day fiance people. Uh, as you can see, like Darcy Stacy, they must have money. I mean, they're driving around Range Rovers and living in nice houses. But I just think that out of all of the cast members, I've made the most money in the most unconventional ways. I I would love to get a comparison. I mean, I know some people, Big Ed, um, I know Colty, like they're killing it on, um, oh God, it's not OnlyFans, but they're on that too. Yeah. Cameos. They're killing it with cameos. They're making insane money. Um, But I I do, I have to think that you're probably up there in the top five of of the wealthiest, but I hear you. Look, a decade ago, I had a good friend. She's such a great financial investor. And she was like, you got to buy this Bitcoin. I lived in D.C. I'm like, Bitcoin? What the fuck is Bitcoin? Oh, she's like, my nephew's in it. You know, you got to get And I mean, I think they were like 10 cents at that point. And I was like, I'm not buying this. You you talk about fake currency? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'd be like, I know how many investments we've we've passed up. But let's talk oh. a little bit about, you know, you, you're famously on the 90 Day Fiance franchise. You grew Grew up mm-hmm. in Connecticut, but you're originally from Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Okay. And, and your mom yes. is from Czech Republic, like first generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I actually was born in the United States, but shortly after I was born, my parents separated and my mother was like, well, fuck you. I have a green card. Can I say fuck by the oh, way? Oh God. Yeah. Oh my God. Please. We talk. Okay. <laughs> and you know, I, I wanted to have you on. I've had a guy that was a porn star. That's now a pastor. I have a woman that was oh, good. <laughs> married to a chandelier on this show. Honey, I, I did a sugar baby series. Like I am so drawn to, because I think I'm nervous. You were talking about this. Mm-hmm. There's something about me that's always been an exhibitionist and always wanted to be like a sex worker, but I just can't like, I can't, I don't know. I, mentally I can't do it. So I'm very it's a fascinated. Big, it's a big leap. 
it's a big leap. <laughs> but big yeah, leap. I, I moved to Czech Republic with my mom as a baby. My mom had married an American for his green card. So, you know, I think I always had 90 day fiance in my blood. And you know, I grew up in Czech Republic, then moved back to the United States when I started school. So I had this kind of double life. Wow. And then you, you know, okay, so you have this double life. And then when you're in your 20s, right, you are the first woman cast or first person, I think, cast on 90 Day Fiance in a gay relationship, right? Yes. Um, I came out as bisexual on the show and that was up for like heavy debate. A lot of people were saying that I went on to the show and marketed myself as bisexual in order to like get clout. And, you know, that was that was pretty interesting. I was not a very well liked person on my season. (laughs) And I laugh about it now because like the hate to me is so absurd because People really genuinely have this like passionate hatred towards me, but they don't know me at all. Like even on the show, I look at it. I'm like, damn, this bitch never smiles. She looks miserable as fuck. Like, (laughs) but like, I'm like, but that's not me. I'm like such a, you know, happy go lucky person who like always I'm a people pleaser. I want everybody to be happy around me, but I don't know something about the bad editing. Well, they people always want to blame it on the editing, though. I don't want to be that person either. So I don't know. (laughs) People were so hateful towards you. Why? Just because they thought you were exploiting being bisexual or just like they felt like you were on there completely to self-market. What did they hate so much? I think that they thought I was there to market myself. They thought I was there to market my OnlyFans. And they thought that I was not actually bisexual, that I was like faking it and leading my partner on. And like, I'll be honest with you. And I even talk about this in my book that I recently published. I went on to the show, yes, with some intentions to boost my following and my business. I think anybody who's going to sacrifice their mental health and be on a reality TV show should at least think a little smart and be like, okay, well, this can also benefit me in some ways. And I know that my partner on the show thought those things too. Like we both discussed, like, this will be great for both of us, like for our followings. And, you know, she was excited that she was going to get like sponsored by certain companies and get free clothes. And I was excited that like more people would watch my YouTube channel. And so I'm not ashamed of that, but people thought it was like, Ooh, Ooh, this love isn't real. Like, it's like, it's just a show. Just chill out, people. (laughs) You know? No, people take it very seriously. And you're referring, Erica Owens was, you know, you two were dating on the show. And um, then you obviously, it didn't work out. It's been several years. You've dated other people. I think you've been engaged. I mean, do you and Erica have any, are you even friends? Do you even talk now or? Um, I'll sometimes like, but not spy. That's the wrong word. Sometimes I'll creep on her Instagram because honestly, even though things between me and her did not end very well, I have mm. this like distant admiration for her because I just like the, that she shares, you know, her life, her fashion. She's so unashamed of who she is. I'll always have like respect and admiration for Erica, even if like things have been said between us that are not good. Um, I think the only thing that's been inaccurate in our story is like people painting this thing of like, I took advantage of her, which I don't think so. I really don't. I think I tried to communicate my intentions all the way through. And I thought at times we were on the same page, but I don't know, just, we just, we weren't listening to each other enough, I think. And I think that 
Uh, I rejected her on live TV on, you know, in front of millions of people. And I think anybody Mm -hmm. who gets rejected on such a big platform is going to feel resentful and upset. Even if I don't think she like actually saw a possible future with me, I think she just didn't like that I was the one rejecting her because it made her feel like there was something wrong with her. And there wasn't, there was nothing wrong with her. We just weren't a good match. Yeah. Yeah. Just sometimes that doesn't work out. Um, yeah. Then they brought you back for Single Life, which Single Life looks like so much fun. Um, yeah. Was that? Yeah, you had a good time. You were dating. You were dating men. And are, how do you identify now? Are you still bisexual? I am still bisexual. I, you know, I don't like market myself as a bisexual online. I'm not like trying to be this, you know, person who's shoving it down people's throats because. It's just like a part of who I am that I know exists. I've dated women throughout the years and, you know, I'm not trying to prove it to anyone anymore because for a long time after the show aired, people were so doubtful of my sexuality that I was like constantly fighting in the comments, constantly trying to prove, like desperately trying to prove that this is who I am. And I was like exhausted from it. So at one point I was like, you know what, if someone comes up to me tomorrow and tells me that the sky is green, am I going to fight with them that the sky is blue? Like, no, I know what I know and they can believe what they want to believe. So are you, because when we last saw you on TV on Single Life, you were kind of talking to this like French guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And wait, were were you actually engaged to the YouTuber Nick Stone? Was that true? No. (laughs) Nick Stone and I were never in any relationship ever. (laughs) We were just trolling. We met each other (laughs) in Poland for the first time ever. And we were like, hey, what if we just like told everybody that we got engaged? Because we hit it off as friends so well. And uh, we actually became like best friends for a while. We, uh, you know, we were in Poland together. Then he came to stay with me in New York City. But the whole entire time, he actually had a girlfriend who hated me. So uh, she hated the fact that we were pretending to be engaged on Instagram. And then shortly after, I met the French guy and he hated it too. (laughs) So he was like, he's like, this is fucked up. Like, I don't like, I mean, there was like jealousy involved, obviously. And so, yeah, Nick and I, we had to end our friendship because yeah, just too too toxic, you know, for the, the partners in his life and my partner, it was just too much fake engagement going on and you know I don't know maybe that'll disappoint some people that it was a fake engagement I just find it funny how if you google my like love history he pops up as like my ex-fiance he does (laughs) and I think even ex-husband I think there was rumors you two were secretly married I mean people really were invested in that relationship (laughs) wait so are you dating anyone now Yeah, so I have a French boyfriend. People think he's fake. But out of all the things I faked in my life online, he's like the one thing I haven't, you know, like he's real. I really flew to Paris to lose my celibacy with a French dude I met on Tinder. And we've been dating for almost three years now. So he's he's legit. He's real. He'll never be on my socials. He'll never, you know, be put out there. And if I tell people that, they'll be like, oh, he's hiding something. I'm like, no, he's just like an average normal dude who like has an Instagram, but like has like 50 followers and like, you know, is is a super, super low key guy. Um, so I don't want to expose him to 
the 90 day fiance fan base or my followers, which, you know, the other half is like men who love you want to see, want to see the goodies. <laughs> so it's like, they don't, they don't want to hear about my boyfriend. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. When you say celibacy, cause I, wait, I, maybe I forgot this part. Wait, wait, do you say just French celibacy? Like you'd never had sex with a French guy or like you, you would never had sex. Or no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Wait, no. Or you just were celibate for a period of time. Wait, clarify yeah, for yeah. us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it was my French celibacy, too, because I had never been with a French guy before. There so that was exciting. And I don't like French accents. Like, I'm not into French guys. I've lived in New York City. I've been exposed to French people. And, like, the accent just, like, it gets under my skin. So it's kind of weird that I'm dating a French guy because, like, sometimes I'll listen to him and I'll be like, oh, he sounds real French. That's a, That's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, so funny. it's funny you say that Don't, it's, uh, some accents are really grating and I'm sure people feel that mm -hmm. about the American accent but I feel that way about British men I just I yeah. can't get into a British I don't know why Ooh. I yeah. know no. right? right absolutely not I hate British accents if I hear a British man with a little like pocket square I just want to punch him in the face <laughs> <laughs> um, alright talk to me about the genius that was launching farts in a jar because you know 90 fiance is a little bit some of these tlc shows have these cult followings but lots of times you can go places like a lot of people don't even know the sister wives which is like their number one show so was it after single life you go you kind of had this idea i'm gonna sell a limited edition of my farts in a jar how ironic i love this got a new podcast for you to listen to yes i do it's the dr john delani show schman and i were actually playing a clip from dr john's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families well dr john delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues he has a phd in counseling delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions and this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I, I feel like I'm going to have to get a caller driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby. Every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it, slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. 
10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. Yeah, I it just came to me one day. I was looking through some of my comments. I don't know if it was like on YouTube or maybe it was on my unfiltered, but someone had requested a fart jar and they said they want to inhale my farts and I was like this is so disturbing. Let me do this. <laughs> Let me roll with this because I feel like this could be the next great thing. And I even texted my boyfriend. I was like, you watch. This is going to blow up. Like, this is going to be huge. I'm going to sell my farts and it's going to be it's going to be it. It's going to take me to the top. And he laughed at me just like everybody laughed at me. But look what happened. <laughs> so if I get the story straight, weren't you going to sell like, wasn't it like a hundred jars or something for a thousand dollars each? And then you, you ended up selling them for 500. What was the, how much did you end up making and what, how many did you actually totally sell? So according to my socials, it was about like $50,000 a week in sales. And like, I'll be honest, I sold a lot of fart jars. Um, but but there's, there's another side to the story that I talk about in my book that I wrote. It's like my memoir. And I kind of go into the logic behind me talking about the farts online and, and doing the jars. And like, there's, there's an element of it that's deceptive. That was purely for like entertainment purposes. Like, you know, I didn't sell them for a thousand dollars and it wasn't the volume of farts that I claimed to have sold them for. And the whole entire emergency room visit with me, like having gas pain, it actually did happen. Like that's one thing that actually happened. I did go to the emergency room, like very late one night with gas pain. Um, but like, you know, there's more to the story. I can't really talk about it too much. So I hate to plug my book, but like the book, book. you know, the book says, says everything that happened, but you know, the farts were not like a career for me. They weren't something that I was planning to do forever. It was something to really bring more exposure to my platform unfiltered, which is my company that I launched uh, about two years ago. Oh my God. We're going to talk about that, but you, okay. So I I love how, was the story true though, of, cause people were obsessed with this. They were very curious about how you captured the fart smell in the jar. And I had actually read or watched that you'd put like a, like a fake rose petal basically in your ass cheeks and would almost like kind of, you know, we're rubbing a little here. We're getting a little bit of the residue. And then you'd put that in the jar and send it to these men. (laughs) 
my god. Girl, you're an ex you're an expert. Like you know, you know how it goes. That's basically all I did is I took the little flower petal, I rubbed my butthole, and then there was actually one person who did buy a jar from like Minnesota or something. And I I just didn't have a smelly butthole that week. I don't know what it was, but I just couldn't get that smell. And I even made my boyfriend t- test it. I was like, does this smell like farts? Cause like farts smell like butt, right? And he's like, no, I'm not getting that smell. And he's French. And so he was visiting. And that night we were having raclette, that cheese, that like that melty cheese yeah. for dinner. So I was like, give me some of that raclette. Cause it kind of smells funky. So I took a little piece of the cheese and I like rubbed the cheese residue inside the jar. And that's what really made it like super odorous. <laughs> so that was the secret. That was oh the secret. Oh my God. Um, yeah. So you knew you had a gut feeling that that was going to blow up. Cause I was going to ask you, I mean, you've also, you, you've sold your boob sweat. Is that right? Yes, boob sweat. Oh my god, what else was there? Well, did there you like so sell a grave site next to you? Is that truth? Full for a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> that was not true. Oh <laughs> I did not sell Fuck. a grave. <laughs> but okay, but there's like a really morbid mm. backstory to that story. I was looking for gravestones for my father who passed away and so I was like calling around and like price and like price shopping and as I'm doing this on like one random afternoon I'm like thinking of this story in my head like what if I sold a grave plot next to mine to somebody who wants to live with me in the afterlife? I'm like, that's fucked up. Let me do a TikTok. And I just like, I made like a TikTok story that was like completely like supposed to be satire. And I really thought like the way that I presented it was like so obviously satire that would that people would get that. But like, no, people were like, this is fucked up. And I'm like, no, it's just like, I think it's just like my fucked up sense of humor. <laughs> Okay, so nobody really bought that. No one. No, people did buy farts in a jar. Um, you know, you do have this new book out, your memoir, which people can purchase on your Instagram, and uh, Mm -hmm. it's called Blood. What is it called? Blood. It's called Empty Blood. Empty Blood. Thank you. Empty Blood. It's your journey from basically, you know, your immune disorder, which you've talked about, and we'll touch upon, to selling farts in a jar. Um, but you're revealing a lot in this book, and obviously here on the interview. Okay. Let's talk about marketing. I mean, you know, you cut, you have this like tongue in cheek way of saying like, you know, some of it was a lie. What do how do you, what do you make of that in the sense of like, do you feel like that gives you less credibility to kind of admit some of the things that you're admitting in your book? Or do you feel like it's teaching people that a lot of this stuff that we see from celebrities is really manufactured? How do you reckon with that? Yeah, I think. Everything you see online, you should take with a grain of salt. That person who's showing their super bougie luxury lifestyle with the private jet in the background, take that with a grain of salt. The girl who's saying, I made $3 million selling my toe fungus shavings. Like, I just made that up. But like, that could be made up, you know? Like, it's it's everything should be taken with a grain of salt. And I think that, you know, for me, social media, the internet is for entertainment, so I don't get like too invested or involved in the things that I see online. And I'm just here. I just try to entertain people, honestly. Um, 
And then I have my job, my company that I'm running, that I'm CEO of. That's like, you know, people don't even know that that's what I do. That's like my day job. I work on that every day. I travel to all the different clubs in the U.S. to like promote the platform because we're partnered with Hustler. So, you know, I have a day job, but like when I go online, I just sometimes will say out of pocket crazy things that I know will stir the pot or like, you know, get people fired up. Um, but like some of it's true, some of it's not. And I think that people should just take it for what it is just for face value, for entertainment, laugh it off and then move on. Do, um, when you do these marketing gimmicks, right. That are, that Mm -hmm. catch our attention. I mean, do they really translate to money? I mean, do you think, is this a actual legit marketing strategy? Well, I think when I, promoted the whole fart jar thing, I think it opened up a lot of people's eyes to there are unconventional different ways to make money and to earn extra income. And maybe it's not going to be selling farts in a jar, but it could be, you know, recording yourself farting on video and selling it on unfiltered, or it could be doing, uh, you know, sexy voice calls with your fans. So I think that's really what the intention was. I don't think that the fart jar PR stunt was to get people to buy more of my far jars. It was more of like a, you know, showing people that, hey, I'm the CEO of Unfiltered. I sell weird stuff here, not just far jars, but like a whole bunch of other weird stuff. And if you want to make some extra money and you think you can do it, you can go on Unfiltered and do that too. What are you, what weird stuff are you now personally selling on Unfiltered? (laughs) I mean, it's mostly videos now because, you know, shipping and selling things that are physical items, it's very complicated and difficult to do online. Um, So I'm just sticking to mostly videos. So I have some people asking me for videos of me farting. There There is one in my vault of content on Unfiltered. I fart in the video. I sell it for lots of money and I'm not ashamed of it. (laughs) are you a gassy you must be a gassy person in real life right actually like I think I am and I think my farts smell really bad too I actually it almost looked like for a second you were like lifting a cheek to fart on this show (laughs) oh what if I did oh that'd be sick for free too you'd have to charge for this episode (laughs) don't worry I want to launch an unfiltered account um so I Okay, what do you say to people? You know, I mean, we've seen with OnlyFans, now with your company Unfiltered, which we're going to get into. Um, but now, I mean, more people than ever are are turning to, um, you know, selling sexy things. Or And I told you, I have this idea. I've always had this idea. I wanted to see if I could make a million dollars being a foot fetish model while pregnant. I have, I've never, I just because people are obsessed with my feet. Yeah. And I've never, but I don't even know what to do. I don't, you know, I mean, I'm a little marketing genius like you are, but not, I don't have the balls that you do yet. <laughs> but Sarah, you know, do you, do you have a wiki feet page? Yes. Celeb wiki feet, Sarah Frazier. I'm on there. Yes. Oh, and people man. have gotten photos and actually I had a fan launch a Instagram account just of my feet, but then he got mad at me because I wasn't really, you know, revealing enough foot photos. So he shut it down in fury. <laughs> said, oh my God. What an asshole. I know. What some fan you are. 
<laughs> and like, to- did he pay you for anything? No. Or it was just all free. He wanted to just, he wanted me to send him photos and he was going to repost them and tag me and all. But I'm like, dude, I've, I'm running this other fucking podcast show. Like, I don't have time. I don't know. Like, get... Ugh. like get creative I don't know take one p- photo of my feet and then photoshop it 18 different ways dude I don't yeah. know yeah you know? change the nail polish with photoshop or something like it's but what you know a lot, more people than ever are turning to it but what do you say to people that still find sex work to be degrading they you know they feel like it's an an easy way out it's just a quick buck like I mean do you think there's any real pride in what you do well, I could tell you that so many people sign up for unfiltered or OnlyFans. They think it's going to be super easy because they see all these other girls making so much money. And within like a month of joining, they've made zero dollars and like they've wasted their time. And they're asking me like, what do I do? Like, I don't understand. What people don't understand is you need to market yourself. You need to create good content. And you also need that engagement with your fans. You need to promote on your socials in an effective way, bring these people over and then get them to spend money because most people People are just trying to get free stuff like your foot guy. So it's like, how do you get people to spend money and not just spend money, but consistently over a long period of time and the most possible amount of money for your content? So it's an art form. And Mm. to do this successfully and to do it for a long time and to make a lot of money, um, it's not easy. And I think only like, you know, 10% of people will really turn this into like either a side hustle or a full-time job. Um, Is it degrading? I mean, I guess it could be just like I think working at any job could be degrading. You know, I've worked as a bartender. I was degraded all the damn time and I made much less money, (laughs) you know? So it's like any job can be degrading, but the only thing that I really, really like about being a spicy creator is that like, I can do it from home. I could do it from anywhere. And if it does get too much, and if I feel like, oh, I'm not feeling good about myself or I'm feeling icky, I'll just get a manager, get somebody to like answer the messages for you for a couple of weeks, take a break, take some time off. Um, Or if you feel like your boundaries are being tested, just say, okay, well, I'm not going to take my clothes off. I'm only going to show this much. I'm only going to show the ankles. I'm only going to show the feet or, you know, I'll only do topless. Like you have the final say of what you put out there. And so you would just have to set boundaries to your fans. Let them know this is not the kind of content I want to do. This is only bikini. Um, This is not porn. This is a paid experience with me. Mm. You want to connect with me and chat with me in a way that you can't on Instagram well, subscribe. <laughs> Where do you get your confidence from? Oh, man, I'm a really confident person, to be honest. I am very insecure. I'm always doubting myself. Really? And I'm always thinking I'm not, you know, doing good enough. And that I look other, I look at other people on social media and I think, oh, they're doing so much better than me. What am I doing wrong? I'm lame. I fell off. I suck. Like, I have the same thoughts that anybody else does, right? And I realize that, like, All content creators feel that way. And the only way to overcome that is just to say, no thoughts, fuck you. And just keep doing, you know, keep pushing what you want to do. Keep doing what excites you and makes you happy. And, you know, failure is just a part of the journey. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so good. (laughs) And, you know, it's crazy to hear someone like you say that you are insecure in any way. And maybe the question I should have asked is, where do you get your business confidence? Because you've launched Unfiltered, which, by the way, is going head to head with OnlyFans. You've now partnered with Hustler, which a huge brand for years. 
Okay, where do you get your business confidence? And then I want you to tell us about what Unfiltered is. Yeah, so business confidence, like I've never worked on a corporate level in my life before. I just worked for myself, you know, I ran my own brand. So now to be the CEO of a big company and to be partnered with an even more massive company, it was very scary at first. But I realized that like everybody's just faking it till they make it. Everybody's just showing up and doing the the best they can, you know? So like really just like fake it till you make it. And if you don't know something, just pretend you do. And eventually you'll figure it out. Like go in the corner and Google it, (laughs) you know? Wow. Okay. Okay. So... This is, a, this is great advice. I love things like this because I think so many people feel like, oh, fuck, how can I start a business, you know? I mean, like, I even myself, right, that has this super successful podcast, it's like, where to go next, what to do. Um, you think all these people are smarter than you. I mean, did you have a business degree? Did you... No, I I dropped out of college. And really, it's not about intellect. It's not about being the smartest person in the room. It's just about being the person who's most consistent and the hardest working person. Because so many, you know, influencers, reality TV stars have really big, big dreams, but they never do it because they don't have that, like, you know, wake up and hustle type of attitude. And so it's really the hardest working people that become the most successful. And if you sprinkle in a little bit of creativity with that hard work, then you have the recipe for success. But you could be dumb as shit and still, you know, <laughs> and, still, and still be super successful. I don't think I'm the smartest person. I think that I just work really hard, you know? Okay, what is unfiltered and how'd you start it? Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for Her Fertility Aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two zero. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, 
or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. So... In August 2021, OnlyFans had made a temporary decision to ban explicit content. And they reversed that decision. But in that time frame, I was like, okay, I'm sick and tired of platforms telling me what I can and can't do and pushing me around. And I want to create a place that's a safe space for all types of creators where they don't have to fear their content being removed at a moment's notice. And I was also really tired of the features on OnlyFans. I mean, they're good features, but I wanted I wanted more. I wanted more, uh, you know, features to help me make money and connect on a more personal level with my fans. So I started working with my team of developers on Unfiltered, and it's basically like the brainchild of me and my network of content creator friends. I basically asked my friends, I was like, what kind of features do you guys want? Like, what it, what's missing on OnlyFans? What do you think will help you make more money and make content creation a more enjoyable experience for you? So we developed this platform that is a multi-subscription level model. So you're able to have multiple subscription packages for your fans, but people can still follow you for free and see some free previews on your page. The whole entire platform is super easy to understand, easy to learn how to use. It's not overly complicated like other fan subscription platforms. And some of the really cool features are like a booking tool. So if somebody wants to book a video or voice call with you, they can book in in advance based on your availability. There's an auction feature so you can auction off like a virtual date or like a phone call with someone. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. I could go on forever about unfiltered. But really, wow. it's uh, it's just a safe space for content creators. And we have a lot of 90 Day Fiance people on there. Do you? Anybody, <laughs> we do. Anyone you can shout out? Like any names you can share? Of course. Yeah. I mean, Larissa, she was there from the beginning. She's one of the founding creators. I love her. She's always been super supportive. I've met her in person a few times at the Hustler Club in Vegas. And she's, she's really great. She's a great creator. She... Um, she's been on now for almost two years. And then wow. we have, who else? Who else? Uh, we had Ariella and Binyam. Yep. Bottom filtered. <laughs> and, um, and then I think we, we also have some people who'd rather it be kept secret, you know, sure. but that's, what's good about unfiltered is it's a little bit more discreet than only fans. Uh, it doesn't carry that like label and stigma that OF does. So you've been building this for a couple of years. I, I love it. You're like, I, I'm no business wizard, but you, I mean, did Hustler approach you? How did you do this big brand deal with someone to your, you say that, you know, you're not like 
a wizard at business. I don't know if I totally yeah. believe that, but no, but like seriously, yeah. um, it, it was really crazy. It was like a full circle moment when I was in the midst of that far jar PR stunt and I was on the news everywhere. I actually was reached out to by an events, uh, organizer for hustler. And he said, would you like to come to the hustler club in New York and like hand out fart jars and do a meet and greet? So I said, yeah, sure. I went to the club at this point. I'd already started unfiltered and I'm looking looking around the club and I'm thinking, wow, this is so much potential. There's so much potential here to partner with this company because I'm sure a lot of these entertainers are on OnlyFans. And wouldn't it be cool if they had their own dedicated platform that supported them in every way, helped Genius. them create content and, you know, just offered more incentives than OnlyFans does. And also the clubs can be business accounts on Unfiltered, uh, you know, instead of having an Instagram page where they're sharing photos of their specials and their deals, they can bring that over to Unfiltered, which is safer because they're not going to get banned for posting the things that they want to post on Instagram. So I came up with this idea with my co-founder. And then after the Fart Jar event, since I already had that contact within Hustler, I said, hey, can I set up a meeting with the CEO? And I first had a meeting with a regional manager of like a bunch of the clubs. I gave them the idea. I had a whole pitch. We did a whole speech. And then a few months went by and we got a, an email that the CEO wants to sit down and talk to us. And then we did the pitch again. And that's kind of when the ball started rolling. And a year later, we officially partnered up. Were you worried they were going to steal your idea? Just do it on their own? No, because I think that they are a brick and mortar company that is very good at what they do, which is live in-person entertainment. And we specialize in digital. So, you know, bring somebody in to, that specializes in this instead of trying to do it on your own. Because there were some other clubs in the past that tried to go digital and go online and they weren't very successful at it. So really this is, this is like a very harmonious partnership. Like, you know, we want to, you know, bring them into the digital world, but we also want to embrace the live entertainment aspect of what they do because we see so much potential with the both coming together. Um, for example, a lot of the clubs do live events and feature events with performers, but they can live stream them now also on Unfiltered. So it's pretty cool. For the woman listening, you know, all my women, I have mostly all women and gay men and some lovely, a few straight guys. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, for, yeah. people, for people listening with a business idea, with a show pitch, I mean, do you tell them like, I mean, I, you just like, it was your spot. I mean, I guess you just like, what do you recommend? Just DM people, put it out there and, and pitch, take a risk. Like, are you? Yeah. yeah. Message people. Um, message people that are within a network of someone that you want to reach to that seems like really high up that like, oh, I don't think I could get a hold of that person. Well, find out who their like coffee person is. Find out who their, you know, assistant is and like get in through there and like really just don't be afraid to bug people. That's something I learned like two years ago is like be aggressive, email people, follow up, like, don't just say, oh, they didn't message me back. They must not be interested by <laughs> like, you know, you have to be kind of like the Terminator to be relentless. Now that you've partnered with Hustler with Unfiltered, I mean, you know, OnlyFans has to be valued at, I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars. What do you see your company valued at now that you've partnered with Hustler? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the exact number, but it's a lot more than people would expect. And so I'm really, really proud of that because we are a pretty new company in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it gives me a sense of pride, I guess, even though I'm like insecure and like sometimes self-doubting. It is cool that like I helped build something that is worth something. And that is also a source of income for myself and for tens of thousands of other people. Um, and so that's why I, I get a lot of satisfaction, I guess, when people online who don't know what I'm doing or don't know anything about me will say, oh, like, oh, get a real job. All you do is like fart in jars. You're a loser. And it's just like, you don't even know what I really do, you know, like, uh, so you're believe. I mean, I don't know. My spidey senses says that this is already worth like 25 million, but I don't know. Is that right? You think more? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We're, we're 25. We'll take, we'll take 25 million. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're just, like I said, I've been a fan of yours and watching you and I'm like, oh, this woman is like a businesswoman. Like very few people are, you know, um, do you ever get the sense that Larry Flint's ghost wants to fuck you? Does he ever come back? I mean, you know, you're saving hustler. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think if he met me, he would like me though, because they they like loved doing crazy outlandish PR stunts. Yes. Like they love weird shit. And I think that's why it's such a good relationship between us, the, the two companies, because we both like doing weird stuff. Like in, uh, I think it was in like March of last year, uh, they hosted Michigan's Prettiest Butthole Contest. And they had me come on as a guest judge. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, I love that I'm going on a business trip to Lansing, Michigan with my company to judge a butthole contest. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, who won? What was so pretty about their butthole? God, my ass. Let me tell you. It needs so much good? work. I mean, Why? You know, it's like, I'm, you know, well, first of all, it's a long story, but well, actually you'll appreciate this. I have hemorrhoids. So it's like, I don't usually do a Brazilian wax because it just <laughs> irritates that area. So first of all, it's, I'm not getting the full wax, you know, so there, no. are there some rogue hairs? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> oh no. Girl, I it's funny that you mentioned the hemis because I had a hemorrhoid problem too. Like really bad. I had to get them like you snipped did? off. Oh, oh my yeah. god, I've had an anal fissure. Like I don't even do butt oh. sex. I don't because yeah. I had a gastro guy tell me, he's like, You have a delicate asshole. He's like, if you put stuff in here, he's like I, I like you need to be very careful. I just I, it's yeah. hereditary. Like my family has all kinds of gastro. You know they have diverticulitis. So he's like, let me give you a oh, piece no. of advice. People come in here with glass bottles in their assholes. I do not want to see you back here. It's an outshoot for you. Okay, that's oh. what he told me. So I don't play now. I'm like, stay away from yeah. my bottle. I I I can relate on such a personal level to that, and it's hard. People don't understand how hard it is to deal with that because oh, it also painful. affects your self esteem too. You know, that's why like in single life, I was like, I always wonder if they're looking at my b hole when we're doing it from behind. And like, what I didn't say is that like the reason why I think that is because I like had hemorrhoids. <laughs> so like I, Ooh, you, you know, have, you, and you had to actually have the surgery, or were yours bad? Yeah, because of your autoimmune or, or your. Yeah, I was on, I am on cyclosporin still, I'm coming off of it, but it's basically a medication that can give you really bad diarrhea. Oh. And so I had like literally diarrhea for like three years straight. I don't think I pooped solid once that whole three years. And like 
constant diarrhea will give you hemorrhoids. So that's what happened to me. And, you know, this was also why I was celibate for three years, because I felt so like gross about myself. You know, I went from being a perfectly healthy 26, 27 year old girl. And all of a sudden I'm like, I have hemorrhoids. I thought the only old people get that. <laughs> you know, no. but no, but it's normal, you know, but I was so in my head about it that I didn't want anybody touching me because I was like, I'm fucking gross. Plus I had warts on my foot because I had a low immune system. So I was just like, I was a hot mess. I went through a period <laughs> where I had warts. Girl, we are living the same simultaneous autoimmune <laughs> What's life. Going? <laughs> What's going on? This fucked up. I think they're so gross. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. If you need help with the warts, though, I have some like Chinese remedy stuff that I found online. I went to an acupuncturist and they started doing their stuff and having me drink the teas. And then I think within a year or something, they cleared up, but they were like, it's, you know, it's stress and autoimmune induced. And then once I got rid of that stress, I've never had them again because it was weird. I'd never had warts before, but I had a circle wart. It was a whole thing. Um, Look, I could talk to you for two hours. You have to come back. You're so fascinating. But wait, what is your one piece of advice for me? I mean, would you recommend that I be try this foot fetish model while pregnant do you think i could really make a million bucks and what would i have to do i definitely think that there is a lot of potential there i think that a lot of people are trying to sell feed pics online they just think that they could take a picture of their foot and post it and make money but it's not about the foot it's about the person and their story and i think Mm. you have a really good personality you have a great story i think the pregnancy adds a little extra something Mm -hmm. so i think it's a winning formula you have to do it but like if you do do it, you, sh- you know, you have to, you have to promote it, unfortunately, which means that you'd have to post it on your social media and, you know, people might not respond very well to it, but who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, I don't care. I'm with you. I don't care. I think that people, as long as they're healthy, they're not hurting themselves. They're doing it with, you know, what I think, what I appreciate about you and your line of sex worker, you know, however you describe it is I, I feel like you, you get it in a bigger capacity. That's what I wish for people, you know, and not yeah. everybody has that business mind. Um, and a lot of people are good employees and not good bosses. Cause I'm sure you have a lot more drama and struggle being a CEO than, you know, what you're even letting on. So, oh, yeah. you know, um, but I, I always think you got to save your money. You got to make it worth it if you're going to do something, you know, that people have a lot of judgment about. Yeah. I mean, I took all of the money that I made throughout my years of being on fan subscription platforms. I bought a home. I, you know, invested in my company. I helped build this company with that money that I made. So yeah, well, I can be stupid with money and spend it on like, stupid stuff like cars and and clothes. I did make sure to set aside some of it that's going to really help me in my future because I know that maybe it's not forever. I mean, maybe it could be forever. There's granny porn, but like, you know. I think it's forever now. I really do. I mean, yeah. I, I, I moved to Hollywood two years ago and that's one of the things I tell people on this podcast is actually what LA did because I think there's this conception that, you know, fame is for young people and Hollywood. When I moved here, People are working at all ages in every capacity of Hollywood as producers on air, as writers of music, as sex workers. I mean, it for me, because I always had that like, oh, fuck, if I don't make it by the time I'm 40, I'm done. And I'm like, Sarah, you're just going to be famous at 52. Like (laughs) now it's like, you know, I love that. That's. I do. I want That's so good. I really want to make the Sarah Fraser show. And actually, I'm going to talk to you about bringing it to Unfiltered because I want to start having more 
just, you know, kind of X-rated conversations and things like that. And, you know, as you know, these social media platforms, YouTube, they're getting TikTok. I mean, TikTok, you can hardly even, I mean, you can't even say sexually assaulted on TikTok without getting banned, you know? So it's like, I want to have these real conversations. Um, I think I want to start, you know, creating the Sarah Fraser show as a wild talk show, uh, like Jerry Springer meets Oprah Winfrey. And yeah, I mean, I need a place. I love that. I love that. I mean, I could definitely see it being a part of Unfiltered. Um, We've actually toyed with the idea of like having some like flagship shows, kind of like how Netflix has their, you know, like Stranger Things and other Netflix originals having like unfiltered originals. So that would be pretty cool. I'm going to pitch to you because there is nobody doing the wild days of talk shows when, you know, you used to have on the guy that was sleeping with, you know, all of his stepsisters and had impregnated them all. And then they were sleeping with the mom and they, what? <laughs> they, all, come on, they all come on and yell. And then we have a bodyguard. You know, I mean, we need, we need, we need that. I want that. We need to bring oh, hell it. yeah. Bring it back, you know. Um, so you and I, will and you definitely... have a really, you have a really, really good podcast voice. Like me, my voice is like nails on a chalkboard. But you have, like, oh my gosh, you have such a good voice. I'm jealous of your voice. And maybe <laughs> I just do custom phone sex, you know, conversations. <laughs> yeah, but or I don't know. Honestly, though, you should be really proud of yourself because I think you know you're able. I mean, you're a very beautiful woman, but you also have a great personality and a great voice, and you're a great interviewer and like you know you didn't have you don't have to show anything and like you have the engagement you have you know the following and you're you're you have success so maybe you don't have to show your feet you know maybe just like keep doing what you're doing because you're doing great (laughs) well I you know I've always been drawn to that it's always been a part of my show and I'm always like I said I've always been a little curious about that world um and you know Howard Stern when he was on E that used to be my favorite show and they do anal baloney ring toss I mean maybe I just do these games that you know (laughs) Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bring yeah, back, for sure. Bring back the sex <laughs> But wait, I want to, one of the things I think is fascinating for people right now, you are like offering, I mean, you're kind of showing people the playbook of how to make money on Unfiltered. Isn't that right? Like they can sign up on your Instagram. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, so I developed a course. I've been asked like literally every single week I get a message in my DMs like, can you teach me how to do what you do? And so I was like, okay, well, this is another business idea. I guess I can develop a course. And I thought I was going to like be able to just like do it in a couple weeks. But this course took me like months and months to develop because like there's like 10 years worth of everything I've learned in this course. And also I had to make it understandable and not just like, you know, my ADHD thoughts like 
jumped into a into a video. So yeah, I created a course. There's different types of courses as that are a part of the course. Like there's the full course, but then if people want to schedule like a coaching session with me where I kind of tell them how they can optimize their socials or their fan page. And then I have an ebook that is also like a little starter guide for for spicy content creators. I always like helping people because I feel like Me it's too. rewarding to know that like, okay, now I'm the reason why this person like makes an extra couple grand or 10 grand a month. And, you know, it opens up so many more possibilities for them in their lives. Um, and, you know, the, this industry, it's like, it's, it's pretty supportive. Like a spicy adult content creators are some of the coolest people. And I'm and very be, look. If I had a bakery, I would I would pay for a course with you because you're you're the way that you market. It's like my friend David Yontif. He is a he is a Bravo podcast. He's like you. He, to get access to somebody like you and come up with ideas for an existing business or idea, it's just it's thought provoking. You know, it really is. So you, I would imagine you could market ice to Eskimos. <laughs> Thank you, oh, Kim. yeah, for sure. I mean, I've had some like marketing and strategy calls with like other 90 Day Fiance cast members. There was one that I kind of took under my wing and got them like a gig at Hustler and like a meet and greet with them. Uh, so, you know, I like helping everybody. Like you don't have to be in the spicy content industry. Like you could just be somebody who's trying to like go viral. Do you need like a crazy viral idea? I can cook something up for you. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, you, you're so, so good at it. Um, the book is Empty Blood. People can order that through your Instagram. Um, they can also yes. sign up for the unfiltered course. What You kind of gave us a little bit of a teaser, but what in Empty Blood are we going to find out? It's really your life story, your memoir. Yeah. So you'll find out about my relationship prior to going to Australia to meet Erica. Mm -hmm. I actually had dated another Australian before I met her. And so there's a lot of that in the book. I also touch a little bit on what exactly happened in Australia. And then the last chapter is dedicated to finally revealing what happened with the fart jars. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's really yeah. more to the story. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. It's and you know, it's a lot a lot about my my illness, aplastic anemia. Wow. Aplastic anemia. I talk about how I was diagnosed and how my life changed after that. And it's nice to be publishing it now because literally today's the 26th in yeah. Four days, I'm going to the National Institute of Health. I'm part of a research trial for my illness. And wow. I've been on this trial for five years. And in four days is the conclusion of that study. They're doing the final bone marrow biopsy and releasing me. And I'm no longer going to have to take my immunosuppressant medication. And I'm fully in remission. So it's wow. pretty cool. Oh, my God. The best news ever. You know, I always yeah. say, you know, your health is number one. If you don't have your health, what do you have? Because all these other successes mean nothing. I mean, you've really lived through pain and suffering and, you know, hemorrhoid surgery a lot, you know, and you've prevailed. That was the worst. That, it's that the, was the worst. I know. Butt surgery, <laughs> anal fissures. Really are the worst. Yeah. The worst. They're so painful. Uh, Stephanie Maddow, thank you so much. People need to follow you online. Take the course. I think I'm going to take unfiltered. I really, uh, I think it's so fascinating what you're doing. Let's do it. Let's or do it. let's schedule a meeting. I want to hear your I'll pitch. pitch your I'll pitch let's, the talk let's show. Let's do it. I'll tell you everything. I love it. All right. Oh, I'm dead serious. Me too. Me freaking too. I know it's happening. I love you. All right, gorgeous. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye.